Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Mastering the Drop, a real view of recovery with me, your host, Master Addiction Specialist, Trisha Parada. You are in the right place if you have battled any chemical addiction, struggle with your relationship with food, consistently shop impulsively, are a chronic people pleaser, can't survive without your morning visit to the gym, or any other habit that is holding you hostage. Hey everybody, welcome back to Mastering the Drop, a real view of recovery. This week I have a very special friend here with me. I've actually been on his show um, and, and, and we've done, you know, we've collaborated on some work together again, something very near and dear and special to me. But anyway, this is Jim. He's with Addicts Anonymous and they have so many amazing things on their website. So many things that they are doing that are just, I don't know, just totally rad. I have to be honest. It's just totally rad. You guys really want to check it out. Of course, as always, in the comments or in the description below, you're going to see exactly how you could connect with Jim, but you're also going to have access to his website. But Jim, just take, I don't know, just take a couple minutes to say hello to all of the listeners before we jump into our topic. I think that'd be great. Maybe just introduce yourself. Hello, I am Jim with Addicts Anonymous. I hope everyone's doing well today. Thank you for having me, first of all. I really do appreciate you and the kind words you just said. Um, but yeah, I guess just a little bit about the group. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. Yeah. Tell so us about the group. Yeah. So about the group, we started last year, actually July 25th will be our one year anniversary. Um, we do a number of things. I want to be a resource for people that are in addiction and they're in recovery, whatever, whatever stage they're at. So we do have our own set of 10 steps. And what differs us from the other programs is we kind of more focus on your inner strength and your inner courage and tapping into that reservoir of strength that I believe all of us have. And you can use my steps with either a religious approach in mind or a non-religious approach because it doesn't mention the words God or higher power. That's up to you to incorporate that if you'd like. Or you just go straight for what we have written and you don't use a God aspect. So I, I wrote the steps for both in mind, religious and non-religious people, and I found that's the best middle way that I was able to come up with. We also do other things like a virtual sponsorship program. So if anybody's ever looking for a sponsor, you know, like Trisha said, she'll put up my information in the comments. You can reach out to me and I can place you with a number of sponsors, whether you're a man or a woman, we have different sponsors available. Um, and we also do our podcast, as Trisha mentioned, and each week I like to give addicts a voice. I interview an addict about their life story of addiction and recovery, and we once again just give them a platform to tell their story. It's kind of like a speaker meeting, but me asking some questions along the way, and it's a pretty good um, platform. But that's some of the stuff we're doing, and another thing I could say is if you go onto our website, there is a lot of literature available. That's another thing we're doing. We do have a lot of free literature 
Um, so you could check that out. There's also plenty of resources on the page. And we do have a book coming out that should be in the beginning of September, Addicts Anonymous, the book, where uh, I write about a number of different sections as far as um, different topics. And then the second half of the book is people's stories. So it's going to be a pretty cool book, I think. Oh, that's I'm kind so of the quick intro. No, that was perfect. That's absolutely 100% because, I mean, today's topic is clarifying our why. And there's, you know, like you, you know, all of the clients at Turning Leaves, like we don't call them steps, but depending upon which program you're engaged in, we have different modules that we move through that are different, you know, psychological skill sets and tactics that we're learning how to incorporate into our life so that we can experience living differently and more in the light of how we wish to see ourselves experience living. So, you know, I, I think it's amazing. And I love that yours, like Turning Leaves, is, is open to being, um, being a part of, you know, other, other things, whether it's with religion, without religion, with AA, without AA, um, you know, with Addicts Anonymous or without Addicts Anonymous, right? Like all of it is... I, you know, I want to, I always want to encourage people to, to add, edit, delete, right? Like that's the thing I teach people all the time. Add, edit, delete, change, shift, morph, make it your own. We go through life far too often trying to incorporate our lives into somebody else's method or modality. And I think it's part of the issue with, with a lot of things that have to do with treatment, right? Is, is now all of a sudden we're picking up our life. We're going to go move over here. We're going to stay for other reasons. And I'm not saying don't go to treatment because if you need it, we're going to assess you for that. And we're going to make sure you get to the right level of care. But when we go and we're trying to incorporate our life into somebody else's method or modality, instead of taking that method or modality and incorporating it into our lives to improve it going forward. And, and so people wonder why, you know, oh, I read this self-help book, but nothing got better. Well, because you have to have that proper guidance. Somebody wrote that book. And, and unless you have that person there, you know, like helping you understand how it would apply to you in your life, it can be difficult. I'm not saying that all self-help books are that way, but, you know, it can be difficult to try to ascertain somebody else's thoughts and opinions that are on a piece of paper and how it applies to you. Yeah. So we can't go, you know, we can't just always be, you know, comparing. So anyway, back to our clarifying our why's like we're both people in recovery, you know, my recovery journey, I did, I made it, I made it look like however I needed it to look. And, and I literally did that from day one. I mean, I showed up in the ER like sober for detox. Right, I knew I needed medical detox. I knew I needed that supervision, that that um, uh, not supervision, but uh, medical monitoring. Right, because my physical yeah. body was, you know, dangerous to come off of benzodiazepines and alcohol. I oh, knew I needed to be dangerous. in a yeah, it's the most dangerous. So I knew I needed to be in the proper facility. Right, so I found a a hospital that had a a whole, you know, um, detox floor, right? Like the whole floor. And I went there, right? But then after that, you know, I, I kind of, you know, made my own plan of action and it, you know, just panned out for me. Um, and, but that's my why, like it brought me to my why. And I'm so thankful for that. 
because now my why is walking with others. But, you know, I, you know, and I'm sure that you have a big why as to what you do and how it serves you and your, your recovery. Well, I guess we were just talking about this before the original why if we're talking like why I got sober Ooh. was I found out my daughter, my uh, daughter was on the way. I found out my ex-girlfriend was pregnant. So that lit a fire under me to get going. And my why was very important. I needed to do this for my daughter. Um, yeah, that was the big why was, yeah, I had to do it for my daughter. And now one of the whys that I kind of live for is still my daughter, obviously. It's number one. It's always going to be number one. But now it's also what I do. I, I love reaching out to people and helping them, you know, giving people the voice on the podcast, helping them with the steps, giving them the free literature. So my why is now why continue on helping people. You know what I mean? So it's that, that's my why is I'm going to continue on helping people. And that's really what I see I as, that. you know, yeah. I like that. That's leading by an amazing example, right? That's what I'm trying to do. That's a good way to put it. Um, Cause if I'm going to talk the talk, I better walk the walk. Yes. You know what I mean? I have to live what I am saying. Like I can't tell someone, Oh, take a look at my program. And it's supposed to be going down the middle and I'm over in, you know, left or right field. Right. So right. I, one of the whys is living my truth. Which means you live your truth, but you also, I would imagine, treat yourself, mind, body, spirit, the way that you want to be treated. And that was something very hard to learn. Yeah, mm. that was something very hard to learn, to treat myself the way I want to be treated and love myself. Because when I got out of rehab, I, I was coming from a place of depression. So I used to have thoughts of, you know, why don't you just go kill yourself? You're useless. You're worthless. And, you know, it's very hard to retrain my brain to treat myself the way I want to be treated. Because I didn't care how I was treated when I was in my depression and in my uh, active addiction. But when I came out of it, I was like, I want to, I want to be okay. You know, that was, you know, part of my why is I, I want to get better and be okay. And in order to be okay, I have to treat myself the way I want to be treated or the way I would even treat others. You know, it's just, I guess one of the big things also is giving myself respect. Yeah. You have to respect. Well, I call own. that, I call that seeing the way I want to be seen. That's and, a great way of putting and it. you know, <laughs> if, if, you know, there's that. There's that way we want to be treated, but there's also that way we want to experience our environment, but there's the way that we want our environment to experience us. So, you know, it's, it's this kind of, you know, connect the dots, if you will, yeah. process of, you know, I have to, to see myself the way that I want to be seen, but I also have to see my environment differently if I'm going to be able to show up for that environment differently. Well, yeah, I mean, every environment you're going to face is different and you're going to have to have a different mindset when you go into doing different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because your old way, if your old way worked, <laughs> if your old way worked, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be sitting here. Oh right? yeah. We wouldn't if even be talking right now. <laughs> 
right? If our old way of coping worked, right? Like I, I, sorry, I usually put that on do not disturb and I forgot. If, if my old way worked, my old way of coping with stress, disappointment, anger, frustration, happiness, because and nobody really throws that one in. And, no. and this one for me was big because it was, you know, celebrating, right? Like I'm German, Irish, Scottish, Sicilian, right? Like when we celebrate, like there's alcohol happening, right? Like, you know, oh, you got an award, let's celebrate, you know? And that's just kind of been my whole life, not necessarily the alcohol, although I did start drinking wrong. But if you look back at your conditioning, you go to the doctor, you get your first shot, you get what? A lollipop, a lollipop or a popsicle. Then, you know, you fall down, you scrape your knee while mom's, you know, cleaning it up, you get a popsicle. Um, you know, you get an award at school, you get ice cream. It's your birthday, you get cake and presents. And, you know, so everything's like this celebration with external rewards. So the second you add an alcohol to something fun, that first party you go to and you pick up or whatever it is, now you've got that reward. Cool. Anytime we want to celebrate, like now we're adding alcohol. And so, you know, we have to, we have to learn how to, to celebrate differently, you know, just be sad have, differently. We have to unlearn a lot of the things that we've learned. Right. We have to unlearn those things. Yes. And then we have to, and maybe, maybe you, you think differently than I do, but you know, 30 years of conditioned way of being is not going away in 30 days, right? No, so we have to be willing to continue to work on conditioning the new way of being, allowing that to continue to grow, change more, flourish over time, but also continue to condition that. Um, and I'm not saying it's going to take us 30 years to condition the new way of being, but I'm at nine years, nine and a half. And I'm still conditioning, right? Like it feels second nature to me. I don't walk around having cravings and, you know, whatnot, but, you know, I'm still, I'm still getting better, you know, improving things as I go. Like we have to, I think, you know, have some sort of a buy-in that it's not just go to treatment and be done or just sit in the rooms and be done. Like just showing up for a meeting can't, well, it can be, I guess, enough for some, but for me, it wasn't. I mean, you can be conditioned. It's, it's a lifelong battle or lifelong journey, I should say, to condition mm -hmm. yourself because a lot of the things you learned were from other people. And that's what the preconditioning was before. It was things you learned from other people. And some of the things might have been bad, led you to bad things. But now in recovery, we're kind of conditioning ourselves. Maybe we get help from a doctor, a therapist, or a psychologist, but we're now learning to condition ourselves to, like what you were saying before, treat ourselves better. So mm -hmm. we're trying to now condition ourselves. And it's not easy. Like you said, it is not happening in 30 days because you have learned it over a lifetime. So you can't take something that's learned over an entire lifetime and just change it. It is in your it's now in you and you have to right. work very hard to remove that little piece and condition yourself to be a better and more positive person. I love that. I love that. Um, 
just something's popping into my head as far as a correlation. And I like to use this one and I'm just kind of treading a little lightly, but I kind of liken this to some journeys of, of people that I work with very closely. But anyway, so, you know, we can, we can take and we can put the bottle of boots down, right? And we can work hard and hard, you know, to, to leave that bottle of booze down. A lot of times we think, okay, if I just stop, if I just stop drinking, it's, it's good. As long as I'm abstinent, it's good. That can be enough for some, but let's talk about, I'm just going to throw y'all for a loop here because a lot of times people don't think of this, but my, I work heavily with, with folks that have negative relationships with food, right? Whether that's eating disorders, food addiction, you know, um, overeating, whatever that looks like, right? We, people that struggle in this area, we lead by a good example because it has to be so much more than just putting it down. And, and why is that? Because you can't put down food. You have to eat food every day. So you literally have to change your relationship with your addiction. You have to change your entire relationship with that. And, and so if everybody, regardless of what the addiction was, thought of it in that fashion, like not, not to say, oh, let's figure out how I can continue to use. I'm not saying that, but put the same heart and soul in changing your relationship with why you feel the need for something outside of you to bring you peace, joy, comfort, relief value, validity, worthiness. I don't know. Right. Oh. <laughs> like if you need to find that just, with yourself. Yeah. That's clarifying your why. Why do I need this? Why do I desire this? Yep. Right. Because if there's an emotional purpose, any emotional purpose, then it's incorrect. It's inappropriate. It can't be for celebrating. It can't be for sadness it can't be for anger or frustration it can't be for anything and like we were saying before those are all things that you were you have learned and now you need to unlearn you can't do it like you said for any of those reasons yeah and it was it been before it was such second nature like you you were using that as example oh you know you, you did great at work let's have a drink you didn't you didn't do good at work let's have a drink or there's just nothing going on on board. Let's have a drink. There were so right. many reasons. And some of that, you know, we created ourselves, but a lot of it we learned from other people. And you named a bunch of things that, you know, I, I don't want to sound repetitive, but they were just learned over a lifetime. And you have to now unlearn these things. I mean, that's really, when we're talking recovery, that's everything. <clears throat> You have to get to the root of, like you were saying, why? Now, eventually you learn these things, but why do you now feed the, uh, feel the need to continue doing these things? Why can't you stop doing those things? Because some of those things you, you could say, you can blame it on, okay, this is what I was taught. My parents taught me this. My uncle taught me that. My teacher told me this. Um, but now you have to take it on as far as yourself to unlearn these things. You have to stop using excuses. And slowly, one by one, unlearn these things. Right. And it can That's be done. clarifying your why. Yeah, exactly. And that can be done. It's not impossible to be done. If I don't, if my life feels like it's lacking, 
it's lacking for me. And if I think that it's lacking, I have to know why I feel like it's lacking, <laughs> right? Why? Yeah. What's driving it? What can I do in this moment, time, and space to improve it going forward? But if I don't know why, right? Like, I think that's one of the most frustrating things is like, well, you know, why are you so disenchanted with your lifestyle right now, right? You know, the, when people are drinking every day, like why, why, why is it so irritating, agitating, annoying, frustrating, bothering for you? And a lot of times it's like, well, it's just everything. Well, okay. So if we could learn, it's like, if it's just everything that piles up, right? Like I start out the day with the intentions of it being good, but by the time I get to the end, I'm just, ugh. okay, well, I get it. But so it's ask, let me ask you, why do you continue to carry around something that happened at 8 a.m. with you all day long? Like, why do you bring that with you? Why don't you leave it at 8 a.m.? Like, it was a two-second ordeal. Somebody cut you off in the freeway. whoop de dee ding dong Leave it at, two, at 8 a.m. Like, you don't yeah. need to still be talking about it at lunch, right? Because if you stay in that headspace and that demeanor, now you're just packing a bag. <laughs> I'm just packing a bag of everything. And yeah. then we get in that headspace. And, and so, you know, then we get to work and we're, like, frustrated. And then, you know, somebody at work says something, I don't know, annoying, um, and then we put that in the bag, you know, we just get in and then we start talking about it and then we're ruminating, wallowing and languishing and just spiraling. And then, you know, our partner, our spouse or whatever, they, they let us down in some way. And then the kids are being annoyed, you know, all of the things and we just let it pile up instead yeah. of leaving it in the moment, right? Like live this moment. When I was in early recovery, I had a, um, a, a wristband that just said, live this moment. Boom, just looking at it all day long, man. I'd play with it, whatever, just this moment. Just do this one. Yeah, I mean, you have to live in the moment. That's absolutely true. You you, you need to leave, like you said, leave it at 8 a.m. Don't take it the rest of your day. because, And that might sound little and silly to some people. Oh, getting caught up in traffic. That could really get you in a bad mood. It really could for some reason. That could really, because I, I think the beginning hours of the day really set your mindset for the rest of the day. Like that first hour that you're operating sets the mindset. Like if you're walking around, you stub your toe, you fall, you almost slip in the shower, you're much more likely to have a bad day. But when everything's perfect, you wake up on time, you're able to exercise, you're able to meditate, all this great stuff, you're good. You But the good things it's okay to take with you. You can bring a good thing from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., but you can't do that with the bad thing. So you have to recognize what's going to help you and what's not going to help you. And yeah. yeah, I mean, you have to learn what's going to help you best. And well, how do you want to experience living? Exactly. You have to decide that. Are you annoyed and pissed off, or do you want to experience it, you know? I mean, it doesn't even have to be rainbows and sunshine all the time, right? Like, let's be real. It's not going to be. No, but, yeah, exactly. But, you know, just forward thinking, positive momentum, you know, productive, proactive. Like, choose different adjectives for yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. So, you know... 
I think, you know, when we're looking at our whys and, and I, I will throw, look at your why, know your why at everything, literally at everything. Like why, why do you want that? How do you know <laughs> what's going to get you there? You know, all of those kinds of things. I, and I, and I do that it drives people crazy, but, but if you don't know, like you're not ever brainstorming with yourself, like, why do I want that so bad? Am I, do I even want that? Like, is there a cost versus benefit analysis that I'm going to do? Like, huh, am I just comparing my life to somebody else's? And do I, do I even really want that? Like I have people all the time talk to me about, oh, I have, you know, I have no friends. And I'm like, do you not? Like, I, I, I see what you, what your weeks look like. You have friends. Well, I mean like that, like I don't have those kinds of friends. Do you want those? Because those, that means like day in, day out, like you got to tell them everything you do every day. You know, you know, those yeah. clicks anyway. Yeah. And, and so I'm always prompting people to think like, is, are you sure that you really want that? Do you know your, why you think you want that? What, you know, is it a need? Is it a want? Is it a dream? Is it a desire? I don't know. Is it an aspiration? But, but what is the why? And, and a lot of times people can't answer that. And, and, you know, if I was to leave somebody and, you know, I want you to be thinking in this space, like those three things you would maybe, those three nuggets that you would leave somebody right now. Mine is, you know, I want everybody to, to just sit down and write as many, I believe statements as they can about themselves um, and, and how they're experiencing living and, and really start to look at those, you know, those whys. Like, I believe this is my life too. I also believe that it gets to look, feel, be however I want it to, because I believe I get to choose. And so if that doesn't give you an example, um, I don't know what will, but you know, that's what I would recommend. But, but Jim, if you had three tidbits, the three top things that you would tell somebody that reached out to you, um, just looking to get in a forward momentum in recovery, what would those three things be? Three things that I would say to a newbie, basically. Yeah. Um, take, try to get in touch with someone that you have to meet someone that you want what they have. So I was going to say, get yourself a sponsor or something. Um, I might even be starting a mentoring program where we might call it something different. Reach out to someone that you want what they have. It might take time. You know, you, I'm telling someone, find a recovery partner which can be called your sponsor be called your mentor whatever it is someone that accountability partner exactly that's another great terminology for it um but yeah that's definitely one thing second thing is be honest with yourself you cannot lie to yourself about anything because that is that's game changer that means you're done because once you start lying to yourself there's nothing to build upon but everything else is just bs then it's like once you uh, form the foundation of a lie everything mm -hmm. built upon that is now by association a lot so just it's just and it's a never-ending snowball you'll just fall downhill and it'll keep getting bigger and bigger of you know a ball of lies so that's definitely something to be honest with yourself and i guess the last thing would be be patient with yourself that like that's one big thing. It's not going to happen overnight. This is a lifelong thing. I'm not saying that you're going to wake up every day craving. I'm lucky as of now, my cravings have been removed. I haven't had any. 
but I'm only sober two and a half years. We, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. So I'm always prepared for that just in case, working a program, living my life the way I am. But I was pretty patient with myself because I had to be. I just had to be. I had no other choice. It was either be patient or be miserable. And I didn't want to be miserable anymore. So I chose patience. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Those are three very important things. Anybody listening, if you didn't have a pen and a paper handy, push pause real quick, rewind a few, you know, a minute, whatever, and, and go back and, and write down the three recommendations that Jim is giving you here because, you know, there's, there's value in taking what you can from another person's journey and, and incorporating it into your life and utilizing it in a way that it'll serve you. Um, we, we've been in this journey, albeit our journeys may be a little bit different, but it's still a recovery journey nonetheless. And, you know, our way may not be your way, but we can help you figure out the way right? And, and yeah. sometimes that means connecting you with a different professional, setting you up with the right sponsor, accountability partner, right programs, right group, right whatever it is. And, and you know, but we can't help you if you don't reach out. So <laughs> either one of us are more than happy to talk to you, but you have to reach out and, you know, want to, in, in the lines of what you were saying, Jim, um, that resonates for me when you say have patience with yourself. For me, it was allow myself to learn to live for myself first without feeling guilty, selfish, punished, or restricted. And, and, and that was a biggie for me. Um, and, and it's amazing. It allows me to still be a kind, caring, giving human being that does for others without doing it at the expense of myself. Um, and, and, I just love every minute of it. But anyway, so Jim, I want to thank you so much for being here. This was an amazing conversation. I'd love to have you back to tell your actual recovery story. Um, we do, you know, have those once a month where we have guests come in and, and chat um, and just share their story. Um, and I think that would be amazing. So hopefully we'll be able to get you back for that. But for now, thank you for talking to us about, you know, clarifying your whys and, 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 you know, how to start to maneuver through this, this thing called recovery. I really appreciate you having me. I think it was a great conversation. I truly had a, it was a pleasure doing everything. And I just want to thank you for having me on. Thank you so much. Everybody, please make sure you listen to the exiting messages because we always have new things coming up, coming out, or, or bonuses, or whatever. Um, but So make sure you listen to those. And then also go to the description, connect with Jim, follow him. Um, you know, he's got great social media group. He's got an amazing website. You know, it can't hurt to connect. And of course, I'm always, I'm always down for a great conversation. You just have to go to turningleavesrecovery.com. There's a button on there that says, I want to chat book, click it, book a conversation. Anyway, thanks, Jim. Thank you. Before you go, I want to share with you an exclusive deal for my Learn to Live Free program. If you have found yourself living 
this constant cycle of trading one habit for another and can't escape the pressure to perform, this program is for you. You need to schedule a talk with me. If you don't intentionally set aside the time to work on your recovery, you are choosing to live in this torment. I am here to help you end this cycle. All of the information you need is in the description below. Just click the link and schedule time to chat with me. I can't wait to have a conversation with you and learn what it is that is holding you hostage. Take advantage of this limited time offer today. The link is below.